for landlords by landlords the rent perfect podcast with david pickrock Well, I want to welcome you all hard-working landlords, those of you out there just providing a home for others out in society. We rock. I'm not afraid to say it. Um, we are needed, but sometimes we get attacked. But but uh, when we do that, a lot of times I bring on the attorneys and uh, kind of explain what's going on out there. But today, I've got Denny Dobbins with us. He's actually our in-house legal counsel, and uh, we certainly love to have him. This a wealth of knowledge. He was a co-founder of the Crime-Free Housing uh, Addendum. Uh, he's got just a, a heck of a rap sheet behind him, and a rap sheet in a good way, Denny, not in a bad way. Glad, <laughs> glad to hear that. <laughs> but welcome you. Uh, Denny is our internal legal counsel. Uh, we, we certainly appreciate that, but we do want you to run anything by your legal counsel uh, if, you, if you make any changes or you do anything where you need your own legal advice. So Denny Dobbins, welcome. We actually have good news today. I love to say that because not every time we bring you on is good. But we want to talk about uh, Yin versus the city of Seattle. And uh, so let's just start off real quick and let's just do a real quick overview of what Seattle did uh, four or five years ago to solve a problem they think they were solving. It caused many others, but uh, take it away. Well, this was in 2017. The city of Seattle enacted a what they call a fair chance housing uh, ordinance, and it prohibited landlords from inquiring about criminal history of current or potential uh, tenants and, and from taking any adverse action, such as denying tenancy against the uh, based on uh, criminal history. So basically, they, they totally just cut it out of being used, period. Couldn't talk about it, couldn't run criminal backgrounds, couldn't use criminal backgrounds. It was done. It was over. Your criminal history had no relevance to the city of Seattle. That's correct. And uh, landlords got to uh, either suffer the consequences of it, uh, sell their properties, get out, whatever they needed to do. Okay, so as a landlord, I would uh, meet with somebody. I'd give them an application. They would apply. And I would blindly have to make my decision before I could, well, I would never see their criminal history. So we're just rolling the dice as a landlord in the city of Seattle starting in 2017. You would hope they have no criminal history because uh, from what I understand, they didn't give immunity. For instance, you, you go ahead and rent to someone and, you know, they have this terrible history of criminal activity against landlords or other tenants or neighbors and you don't know about it, well, what does that do your liability when you can't even look into it? You know, your defense would be, well, city won't let me do it, so what am I supposed to do? That puts everybody in the lurch. Right, absolutely. Well, let's talk about uh, the Ninth Circuit. Uh, It finally got up through the Ninth Circuit Court. They heard this case. Uh, It originally was deemed as constitutional. It was appealed up to the Ninth Circuit, and the Ninth Circuit took a look at this, and they they gave us some good news. What did they give us? Well, they looked at the case, um, what they call intermediate scrutiny. This is a court thing. Um, they have to they have to have some basis about how they're going to go about making a decision about the case. And so there are basically two things that they look at. They say, okay, does 
the law, meaning this ordinance, does it serve an important government objective? Seems like on the face it does. I mean, it serves a, the, the objective, and, and I'll read it to you here. It says, reducing barriers to housing faced by persons with criminal records and the use of criminal history as a proxy to discriminate on the basis of race are substantial. Landlords do not challenge the importance of these interests. Okay, I so, think they got that wrong a little bit, but that's how they couched it. Okay, so objective is to kill discrimination is kind of how I read that. Racial discrimination, okay. kill racial discrimination. Okay. And so the court then said, okay, the second part of this process, it's a two-prong process, that how they go about it, the method that the city uses to uh, stop discrimination, it must be substantially related to achieving the objective of this stopping discrimination. And now the the court also said that, that whatever method that they use, it has to be narrowly tailored to achieving that objective. Okay. Okay. So that's where the court comes in to look at what's going on. And if you really boil it all down, you know, the courts goes through kind of a menagerie of different things and says, yeah, these are really important. We've got to really be careful. However, narrowly tailoring brings up some issues for the court because as I've heard you say before, um, basically you can't just cut off the head of the snake and call it a day. Right? Oh yeah. I got, just go kill all the landlords and then you'll never have any discrimination of landlords again. That's right. And that's basically what happened here is you're not going to see criminal anything you're done. Right. And we're going to put it all on the landlord. You got to deal with whatever happens from there. Right. So they went a little but bit too a, far. But as a city, hey, we stopped racial discrimination. <laughs> we did it. Hey, we're great. Okay. Yes. But the court said, well, let's look at our other jurisdictions and see what they've done. And the court mentioned that, well, look, when you look at methods that are used to, to gain the objective of stopping racial discrimination, some of these other um, jurisdictions, like some jurisdictions, the court said, you know, first, before you use criminal history, why don't you do all your screening first? Do all the screening process, interview, talk, go through your financial information, then, then go ahead and do the criminal background and, and see if there's anything there that would still keep them from possibly renting. And the court said that seems to be a good way to look at it. Okay. And it seems to be, you know, that could stop the racial discrimination. Could it still happen? Sure. Another way is, you know, HUD already has some guidelines in place. And, uh, when we look at, uh, and everybody does it now, it's uh, individual assessments. Okay. Kind of, kind of like the same thing that we have to do in the employment field. Um, you look at a resident that comes in, a tenant that comes in who wants to rent, um, okay, I'm going to run everything. And when I get to the criminal history, let's look at, let's look at the totality of the situation with your, with your potential resident. Now let's look at their history, their criminal history. Well, is there something on there that, uh, is, is going to negatively affect them? Well, you need to give them a chance to show you any mitigating history. 
Right. And I think we've talked about this before, um, the movie A Time to Kill. You know, you had a situation where I think the expert witness, um, you know, he had he was trying to say, well, you know, this or that about a particular issue. And they came back and impeached him saying, well, you know, you can't even, you know, you've got a criminal history yourself because, you know, you had a, you had an illicit uh, affair with this younger uh, teenager. And he says, yeah, but, but we have four kids. We've been married for, you know, 15 years. Um, That's way under, you know, that's water under the bridge. And so maybe there's something out there in a criminal history that you should be able to look at and say, hey, you know, it's not exactly what you think. Um, so at least a landlord needs to look at it. And then the last one, they came out and said, you know, some jurisdictions, you know, they, they look at, you know, would it make more sense that you kind of put a timeline? And we've dealt with these timelines for a right. long time. Right. Um, maybe seven years, you know, for you know, certain crimes and break it down where, you know, if you're going to put someone at risk, a landlord at risk, right? maybe that's a good way to, to look at it or maybe a combination. But the bottom line is the court said, what you've done, city of Seattle, is you've gone too far. You, you've made it too onerous on the landlord and it's not narrowly, you didn't narrowly tailor this you didn't nearly tailor your method to reach the objective. Right, because in this overarching method they used, they infringed on our freedom of speech. They infringed on our ability to protect ourselves in a private transaction and say, hey, you know, in order for you to live here, I need to do a criminal history on you. They came and took our freedom of speech away from us, and I think they made that argument in that case. Well, that's an interesting point because – they, they went after it with two issues. The one issue the court kind of threw out, the other issue was freedom of speech, which I found kind of fascinating that, that they, they landed on freedom of speech and that worked. It, it seemed like property interest of the landlords yeah. would be something that would be a big part of this, but it wasn't part of it. And, and so they didn't even, they didn't tackle it. Yeah, I think you can make an argument that both have been infringed on you know, to, uh, to meet their objective. So when you go too far with your methods, you infringe on other people's rights to achieve the objective. Yeah. And this was again, just on free speech. So, you know, the, basically the court says, Hey, you, you walked on free speech a little too much here. You need to go back and find a different method to get where you want to get to, to eradicate racial discrimination. So, so for all my friends out in Chicago, right now um, who are listening to this saying, hey, we have to run credit first. We have to do the the application, the screening. And then after we do a preliminary approval of of all of that, then we can go ahead and do the second process of criminal background check. This ruling doesn't affect them at all. This is in the Ninth Circuit. So what states are all affected by this ruling? Uh, Basically, Washington, Oregon, California, Arizona, Arizona. Maybe Nevada, Utah. Okay, but the western part of the United States. So yeah, it's, um, it's mainly the very west. Do you think they'll take this to the the Supreme Court, Denny, and ask the Supreme Court to look at this? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what they're doing. I haven't. I haven't followed it specifically, but they would have to request what's called certiorari. They often call it cert. Okay. And, and then the Supreme Court, you know, would decide whether or not they want to look at it. They, they may not even want to look at this. May not be big enough for them. But I think it is something that's worth looking at. 
Um, it'd be nice if the Supreme Court came out with a ruling saying, yeah, you, you can't just, you know, say no criminal history, period. Right. right. But because there are so many alternatives, the, the court may say, eh, it's going to, you know, that's a beehive. I don't know if they want to get into it. Right. So who knows? Okay. Well, awesome. We appreciate that update. Uh, we're grateful for a ruling that uh, goes our way here a little bit. Some of the stuff that they're still requiring us to do is kind of a pain, but uh, you know, it's not so much of a pain. We're going to walk away from this great industry that we are part of, but uh, we'll continue to keep you updated. If we hear anything that uh, continues on this case, I know uh, coming up Danny, we're fighting uh, consumer financial protection bureau. Uh, they're kind of getting into our space a little bit, kind of, even around this topic a little bit. So we'll, uh, we'll continue to study that out and uh, bring you what we can bring you when the time is right. Denny, thanks so much for joining us today and educating us on this ruling. And uh, okay, talk to you later. That was fun. That was fun. Thank you so much. Landlords continue to rent perfect. We'll see you next time.